Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice and I hope you enjoy the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. I Welcome, first of all. I wanted to kick off the series talking a little bit about intuitive eating. Reason being, it's the framework I use with clients, it's how I personally approach food and movement, and it's just something that I really do believe in, and that's the reason that I sort of use it as part of my practice and my life's work. So, let's get to it. First things first, what is intuitive eating? Now, I know it seems like a term that's come about really recently. It's been on Instagram, it's a bit of a buzzword. But it was actually coined in 1995, yes, over 25 years ago, by Evelyn Trivoli and Elise Reich. Apologies if surname pronunciation is slightly off. And it is a framework based on their experience working with clients. So they developed it while in the field. Shout out to Susie Orbach, also who wrote the book Fat is a Feminist Issue, which is on my to-be-read list, and I will let you know how I find it, maybe read along with me. And this is said to have started the sort of concept of moving nutrition away from weight, losing weight, and being really weight-focused. So the framework has 10 principles, and in theory you can do these in any order. However, it's generally recommended that 1 and 10 stay first and last, purely because the last one is honouring your health with gentle nutrition so it's a bit more nutrition based and if you haven't moved away from diet culture and rejected the diet mentality which is number one as soon as you get that nutritional information your body and you think of it as a diet so that's not what we're aiming for here so that tends to be the last thing once you've retuned in with your body and moved away from dieting you can then take in nutritional information without the diet lens so as a quick run through the one to ten are number one rejecting the diet mentality moving away from diet culture number two honoring your hunger tuning back in with those hunger signals number three make peace with food so what is good and bad food there isn't such a thing starting to make peace with that number four challenging the food police why do you think food is good bad off limits a cheat meal etc number five discover the satisfaction factor from food from movement from anything you're doing in your life what does it mean to be satisfied and are you currently satisfied Number six is feel your fullness. So there is the often the thing that, oh, if I'm allowed to eat what I want, I'm just going to overeat. But it's tuning back in with when are you full, how that may change, and how we've kind of turned off that ability to know when we're full and satisfied. Number seven is coping with your emotions with kindness. And this is quite a key one because a lot of people do use eating as a bit of an emotional crutch. We've all been there. Had a tired, stressful day, whatever, you turn to food. So it's learning how to deal with your emotions in other ways and not necessarily just using food but appreciating food can help a little in that aspect number eight is respecting your body and this is where we uncouple it from that weight bias we're thinking about what our body can do respecting our body working on our body image nothing to do with our weight and what our body looks like number nine is movement feeling the difference working on gentle movement joyful movement exercise as a form of pleasure not a form of punishment Number 10 is honouring your health with gentle nutrition. And that's what I was talking about, a little bit of authentic health, taking those internal cues, what feels good in my body, what do I want to eat, with what we are told by the experts, and not necessarily society or diet culture, but 
what do we know we need to eat? What makes us feel best? And what constitutes what fuels us best? At its core, intuitive eating focuses on the fact that diets don't work. And if you're thinking, oh no, but I was on this diet that helped me lose X amount, are you still on it? Did it work? Did you feel good? Did it just leave you feeling a little guilty, a little run down? And if you're not on it, why not? It clearly wasn't sustainable over a long period of time. And often, actually, diets, if you want them for weight loss, you will just gain the weight back. Yo-yo dieting is a very rough thing. And if it's not for weight loss and it's just for, quote-unquote, health, are you still on it? Is it long-term? There's a lot of evidence for the negative effects of dieting, and this is the discussed at the root of intuitive eating and rejecting that diet mentality. There is a focus on honouring your hunger and fullness. So tuning back in with those signals. When am I full? Am I hungry? Am I bored? Am I sad? When is that hunger starting to kick in? And also making that work for your life. Ultimately, you know yourself best. But if you're busy, how can you tune in with your hunger while also making it work with your work, your life, your social life, anything like that? Just tuning back in with your cues and making it work for you. Again, in terms of exercise, intuitive eating focuses on finding movement that makes you feel good in alignment with the food that makes you feel most energised. So working those in balance to make you feel your best. And you may be thinking, listening to my internal cues, that'd be pizza for breakfast, lunch and dinner. I'm just going to overeat. I'm going to feel really bad, not great in myself. Now, there are a few stages to intuitive eating. And as you work through it, you'll make your way through the five. Some people jump back and forth. And that's very, very normal before you become a cemented intuitive eater. It's very much a journey. Now, one of those stages is that you might, yes, eat a lot of those foods that you think are forbidden. If you've told yourself for years you can't have pizza and suddenly it's off limits, you might go a little crazy eating pizza. But again, if you think of Christmas, we all eat a lot of nice, sweet, tasty food. And often in January, excluding the effect of diet culture, a lot of us do crave a bit more quote-unquote healthy food. You want those vegetables, you want to be nourished, you want satisfying food that maybe isn't the stuff you've been eating at Christmas. And that's just your body getting used to it. And again, it, it starts to tell you, this is what I need to feel a bit more energised, a little less lethargic. But actually that food has served you, it's given you a happy time, it may have been social, things like that. So although, yes, you may have that brief period where you go a little too far one way, it's the only way to teach your body where that middle line is, is if you go back and forth and see where your comfortable middle is. And that may change often. And I always use the analogy of the big red button. If I said to you, don't touch it, chances are you're going to want to. It's the exact same thing. If you say you can't have pizza, you will want it. But as soon as it's off limits, chances are you won't actually fancy it half as much as you think you do. And the main thing is we're listening to our body. So we're building that connection. And the stronger that gets, the more you'll start to see, this is when I want it and this is when I don't. I personally love this framework. That's why I use it with my clients. And that's why I'm recording this episode. But I appreciate it can seem a little confusing and a little simplistic. It is a very detailed framework with worksheets, exercises, a whole range of scientific studies backing it up. It's not as simple as just listen to your body because that's a bit of a process. If you are interested in a little more about intuitive eating, feel free to follow my Instagram at Nourish Practice. I share a little bit of some snippets from the stages, the principles, and talk a little bit about it. If you would like to embark on your intuitive eating journey, then do book a discovery call through the link in my bio from that Instagram or at nourishedpractice.com. And some little thought exercises to finish with for you today. So Hopefully at the end of each episode, just giving you some things to think about or some reflections for you.
So first of all, do you want to improve your relationship with your body? If you could eat anything right now, and it's completely off limits, you could eat any food, excluding how it would affect your weight, because I want weight to be removed from the equation, what would you eat and why? And lastly, dieting is often linked with times of transition and change, sometimes negative, sometimes positive, who knows? I want you to think about the last time you went on a diet. What was the purpose? Was it because you went to be a whole new person? Was it because someone commented a certain thing? Was it positive? Was it negative? And what's the reason that you're not on it now? With that, I wish you a lovely day, evening, whenever you're listening to this. And I look forward to chatting away to you in the next episode.